Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Positively Pro Wrestling Podcast. I'm your host, Steve Fountas. With me is Eric Sanchez. What's up, Eric? How's it going tonight? Oh, you know, just uh, being Positively Eric, doing Positively Eric (laughs) things over here. Jerking it? No, no, no. I was watching Cobra. I'm watching Cobra Kai. <laughs> okay. I mean, those two aren't mutually exclusive, so. Uh, I don't yeah. know about that. <laughs> all right, all right, all right. We got lots of fun stuff to talk about this week. We've got listener submissions. We've got things to chat about. All right. And a whole lot more. So I can't wait to get into it. This week we're going to be talking what we're calling our favorite game changer moments as wrestling fans. So mm-hmm. we'll explain a little bit what that means in a second. But before we get that, we got a few proppers to get out of the way. If this is your first time listening, really appreciate that and hope you're subscribed to our show and your favorite podcast app. Just search Positively Pro Wrestling Podcast and hit subscribe. We'll be there for you uh, every every week, every other week. Uh, I think the goal is going to be going for at least to get a show out on Fridays. Like whatever day, whatever we record, Fridays is going to be the day to give people at least an idea. Fridays, PPW day. Get your weekend going, get you excited. For all that fun excitement that's stuff. A, that's a good play. goal. That's the plan. <laughs> yes, but search uh, your favorite podcast app. Hit subscribe, Positively Processing Podcast. You can follow us on Twitter at PPW Podcast. Get all the show information there. Uh, DM us with any questions, comments, concerns, or leave a review on iTunes if you're an Apple user. And then also we have an Instagram page, PPW underscore podcast. It's mainly just like, I think it's called like shit posting, which just random mm-hmm. pictures I post. So yeah. it's fun. You want that? And a couple of t-shirts up on whatamaneuver.net. And a couple of years ago now, we had an idea for more shirts for a watch-along slash review we're going to do. And I think we're going to do that in the next few weeks. I'll talk to you about it after we're done recording here. So keep a lookout for that. Uh, that's it, I think, for the initial propers. What's been new in the past week, Eric? What's, what's been exciting in wrestling world for nothing, you nothing really just okay. still keeping a lookout for those uh dakota kai and yokozuna at target mm-hmm. that's about it i started looking at uh what are they called the awa remcos i started looking into those and mm. you know thinking about adding a couple i'm like nah those are too expensive you know for the ones that are like still in good shape and yeah that, that's like uh something i think if we go to like a toy show or something you yeah. can probably grab a few from there yeah that's what be i thought and then i came across rick martell i'm like ah, let me see what rick martell's going for the elite and you know brand new it's at people are asking like 300 bucks i'm like come on and then i saw like a really cool one they took the uh jacks uh pacific's uh body yeah. no they took the jack specific head put mm-hmm. it on an elite body and it looked like they painted it like it wasn't the the martel body mm-hmm. but he had the pink and then the the like the boss man shades on it and the uh, pink sweater that came with the jack so i'm like oh that looks pretty good so i'm thinking maybe i don't know if i'm gonna do it but it's it's it, it looked cool how they did it so that's just something i'll think about down the road all right i like it i can dig it uh, last week we talked about how I passed on the Undertaker Ultimate mm-hmm. Edition. I went back and got it. <laughs> well, that's good. I, I figured you would. He's one of your faves. He is, and it's from it's basically I think it's from WrestleMania 14 Undertaker. And I've noticed though there was four of them there. Three of them, the face scans were good, but there was like a, a black dot ran mm-hmm. like a paint splatter or something. So I got the one that wasn't. It wasn't the to, teardrop, was it? I, that's what I thought at first, but it wasn't because there was different, okay, different yeah. things. So keep an eye out for that on your 
Ultimate Edition Undertakers. I was going to get the Kane 2, but I think I'm going to pass on that one just because mm-hmm. I wasn't a big Kane guy or fan, so I'm just going to pass on that for now. And yeah, the Ultimates are great. I mean, they look cool. They look pretty good in the box. Uh, it's a good display piece for now, and I don't know, maybe a good investment long-term because it seems like those go for a lot later mm-hmm. on. Yeah. So, I mean, I know that like that Macho Man that we both have, it's like sixty bucks right now if you want it, maybe seventy or seventy sixty-five. So just keep an eye for that, and yeah, we'll, we'll see. We'll see as we go forward. And what I collect or, no, or don't collect. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think the collection for me is. I mean, I, I take everything out of the box. I throw the box away. So if anything, like I, I doubt I'm going to sell this stuff because. I don't know. It's just Some like, loose it, it, stuff goes for the de- like loose elites go for a decent amount sometimes too. That's what I'm thinking too. So if I, if down the road like I want to sell it at least you know if something's going for two hundred at least I could get a hundred you know because that's like half the price I'm thinking. Yeah. Well, I don't. know. It depends. I I don't know. Some of the stuff is weird because you think back to like what was it, like that Wild Samoans like Hall of Fame set at Target mm-hmm. that was on clearance like it's like six bucks. Yeah. Seven bucks. And now it's like 50, 60 bucks on eBay if you want it. So it's just crazy. You never know how stuff's going to work or how stuff's going to work. Yeah. And I didn't pick it up because, I mean, they weren't around when I was watching wrestling. So it wasn't like, oh, I got to have it. It It's like, oh, yeah, that sounds about right. $7 on clearance. (laughs) Got to have it. The ultimate fucking Samoans or whatever. (laughs) That's you. The (laughs) ultimate fucking Samoans. Hey, man, it's late night here. (laughs) We're raw and uncensored late night. And uncooked. (laughs) <laughs> Uncooked, yeah. There we go. Um, I remember at GameStop. I don't know, maybe seven years ago, six years ago. It's been a while, but I was heavy into the Funko game. I still kind of not really, as far as what I have collected. I, I love what I have, but I'm not out there, you know, hunting for pops anymore. Yeah. But I remember I went to GameStop and they had the what was it, the 2K? Mm-hmm. I'm trying. Oh, two whatever 2K was that where you got the Austin. The Austin, yeah. And you know, GameStop had like. 50 of them marked down to like six dollars five dollars clearance so i just grabbed a couple and as years went on i got one out of the box and you know they went up to like 20 30 i'm like oh that's pretty good i paid five bucks so i would sell them but you know now it's going for a little bit more and you know it's when you see the clearance stuff it's like man i remember when that was so cheap i grabbed a couple retro fests i got the flare retro fest the macho retro fest in the box for like five bucks i'm like let's just keep them oh just yeah i think you got the the and did I you get the, the patriotic uh new day at GameStop? Yes, I did, but yeah. I opened those. Those are display. My yeah. wife actually got me. I got. I think my wife bought me those. Those. Okay. That's my favorite New Day set. Is the USA New Day set? I think. Yeah, they yeah, they're, pr- they're pretty cool. Yeah, I think it's my favorite one. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, but like I said, as far as stuff and also stuff coming out, like that Wolfpack Hogan ringside exclusive. I'm like, well, man, I kind of want that, but then I kind of don't need it. Type of thing. It's it's a slippery slope with collecting. Yeah, it always I mean, is. my opinion on that one is like, I just. I didn't like Hogan being part of Wolfpack. No, I didn't. I like it because Wolfpack was cool. It was. (laughs) And he was coming over from his nerdy. Hollywood? Yeah, Hollywood. Coming over, he's like, yeah, brother. Now he's wearing like a big old like um, hat sock on his head. Yeah. (laughs) Trying to be like, you know, more fashionable. Sure. When even that wasn't fashion, but whatever. The Hulkster is the Hulkster. He he certainly is. He certainly mm-hmm. is the Hulkster. And I'm still blocked, just so everybody knows. <laughs> That's so funny to me. We'll have to get you unblocked when we do our oh okay. our uh, four hour deep cut review look back at WrestleMania seven yeah. in the coming weeks or in the coming months before Mania WrestleMania comes up. 
still figuring out if I'm going down to Dallas or not for WrestleMania weekend. Everything's I th- I all. I thought up in you the were air. going. I am, but then I don't know because like you made promises to people. I, I you know, promises were made. <laughs> <laughs> you can't break promises, can you? Well, I'm talking with Jeff, fully plausible Jeff, and him and I are like, well, we think we're going to go, but then we're not sure, and oh. then it's just like, I don't know. Why don't you come with me? Me? Yeah. Well, I, I keep telling you no. <laughs> I know exactly. <laughs> I don't and, know. And I got this new job. Who knows what's going to happen? Yeah, I don't know. Everything's up in the air. I, we'll see. We'll see. Mm-hmm. It'll be fun, and I'll be and like. I think if I don't go, I'll be like, man, I probably should have went. But at the same time, who knows? Who knows? Yeah. There's. I'm more into AEW right now with their storylines and all that, and they've got a sweet pay per view coming up. And I don't know. Like I said, there's a lot going on here. We got a crazy busy March because between. My kid's doing Irish dance stuff, so of course she's got stuff at St. Patrick's Day week mm-hmm. and all that. I'm doing it. Now, by the way, I tweeted it. Uh, I'm doing the St. Baldrick's Day fundraiser. I did this years ago, like eight or nine years ago. And if you want to donate it, uh, go back to the Twitter timeline. I sent my link out, and it raises funds for uh, children's cancer research. It's basically just an event. Everyone gets their head shaved. And money do you shave in your face too, or just your hair, like your head hair? I'll, I'll I'll do just my hair, but I'll do the I'll have like a small short beard. I'm, I'll I can't not have a beard, <laughs> you know. Like everyone yeah. gets mad at me. Like my, my my family gets legit like pissed at me if I don't have a beard. They're <laughs> like, weird. "Ill, you look like you're seven. <laughs> Basically, like where's your where's your beard? Like oh, like man. even if I trim it short, it's where's yeah. your beard? I'm like, yeah. take cheese, guys, give me a break. Yes, but I'm doing that. So go ahead and uh, look back on the Twitter timeline. A bunch of people have already made donations, which is awesome. Wasn't expecting it mm-hmm. at all. So thank you to everyone that has. And I'll reach out to you individually later once we get near the end of the fundraiser. But that's coming up on March 6th. So still time to do that. Lots of lots of fun stuff. Coming on with March and us. And like that's what I said. There's WrestleMania coming up and just a ton, a ton going on. You know what yeah, saying? you ain't lying. I ain't lying. All right, so this week... We're we, we're talk about game changing moments in wrestling, so stuff like okay when this happens like oh shit yeah. this is a big deal, so something for example a big one which we'll get into is like Monday Night Raw, debuting like mm-hmm. live Monday every week that's that's a big deal but then even smaller stuff like we'll talk about maybe the the Jacks Classic Superstar line coming out like holy crap that's a game changer we'll get into all this stuff I'm not going to spoil everything uh, and also a bunch of. Twitter followers and listeners sent in their suggestions, which we'll talk about this as well. Mm-hmm. Before we get to that, I want to share a story one of our listeners sent us. And guys, if, as you, I get these from time to time. Please send them in all the time. I love hearing random wrestling stories from when you guys were kids because it makes me laugh. And this story makes me laugh even more because, again, I picture it. Uh, this is from Greg. You can follow him at CZ23Greg. And it's a little long, but here we go. I'm going to read it, and everyone enjoy. Hey, Steve and Eric. Love the pod. I have a story that I thought you may get a kick out of. Since you're my favorite wrestling podcast, hey-oh, look at us, which is awesome. Thanks, Greg. I figured I'd have to give you the exclusive. It's a little background of my fandom. Born in 86, was a big fan from 90 to 95. Got back into it hardcore from 97 to 2002 and dabbled ever since. Had the network since it came out for the old stuff, but I still watch all the pay-per-views, I recently started watching AEW on the advice of a friend, and I'm loving it. Can't watch as much as I like, but I try to keep track of things best as I can. So the story involved the house show I attended with my mom and dad on July 1st, 1992, Ashbury Park, New Jersey Convention Hall. 
So confessional is on the beach, basically with a boardwalk on both sides. Mm -hmm. The right side is where most of the people usually hang out. So we decided to sit on the left side of the boardwalk, which literally had no people. So my mom and dad are hanging on the boardwalk. And it was a beautiful day. And I hear someone walking up yelling and jokingly, what are you guys doing over here? With a big smile on his face. It was Sergeant Slaughter. It was the slots. A dead hook. Mm-hmm. The slots. And was, what are you maggots doing? Here? This was post I want my country back. Okay. He's a good guy. Uh he was so nice, got down and talked to me, picked me up. It was awesome. It would be weird if he's just like him as an adult. Slaughter picked me up. Hey, he, pal. he picked you up when we went to Starcast. <laughs> no, he didn't. He talked very quietly <laughs> and overcharged for an autograph. Oh man. Anyway. It was awesome. That's not the best part of the story. We had front row seats because my parents knew the police chief of Ashbury Park. Between the between the break and the action, nobody was in the ring. My mom and dad weren't paying attention, so I made my move. I wanted to do two things. I wanted to bounce off the ropes on both sides, and I wanted to climb the turnbuckle <laughs> like I was the champion. <laughs> so I got through the barricade, yeah. got into the ring, and completed both of my goals. By the time I was done, there had to have been about 15 other kids in the ring. <laughs> so they figured, oh, it's free reign to go in the ring. Yeah, hey, this guy's doing it. I swear we were there for about 30 seconds before someone came in and told us to get out. My parents act like they were pissed, but they were laughing. Unbelievable moment. I'll never forget. That's uh, awesome. Pretty stacked card that night. Big fan. Keep up the good work. That's an amazing story. Thank you for sharing it with us, Greg. That's awesome. <laughs> and I hope everyone got to kick it. So again, guys, if you have any random wrestling <clears throat> stories, don't wait for a show topic. Just send them in and share them. Yeah. I mean, this whole show kind of goes off the rails sometimes. That we kind of Sometimes. We, <laughs> every time. And we, and we rein it back in and get back on topic. But, I mean, all in all, it's just like a good sit down and, and conversation. And, you know, it's, it's just a fun friend to fend talk. It is. And <laughs> that was an awesome story, Greg. And thanks, man. Really appreciate that. All right, let's get into the game-changing stuff. I think we'll we'll talk about some of the listener ones first, mm-hmm. and then we'll go from there. So we got a few. Uh, Ring Skirt sent one in, and he said another one for me was when, or this is a second. One for me was when the Silver Vision Tag Classic DVDs in the mid-2000s uh, were around. Do you know what those are, Eric, the Tag Classics? Uh, not really. So they're basically straight copies of the VHS tapes onto DVD but they were official releases in the UK okay and the reason they were such a big deal to Nate and people like me was there was no blurring of the WWF there was no muting of it it was pretty much unedited from the tape quality was what it was was original music and everything yep yes everything Uh, they weren't easy to come by and I had to learn how to hack a DVD to to play it so and then Nate also tweeted a picture out of all Mm -hmm. these these oh, tag yeah, classics. Yeah, I, I did see that. Yeah, so stuff like that was a is for a collector and mm-hmm. for crazy people like Nate and myself who don't want things changed or edited. Yeah, it, unless you had the VHS tapes, you couldn't see those things unedited. So that is a very very big deal at the time. Yeah, he's got a lot of them. Yeah, well, man. On, on the picture I'm, I'm looking at, he's got all the manias. Yeah, it's on Twitter. <laughs> Look at that. I love uh, I love it. So Steve what is it? What is it? Two uh, two per DVD? Yeah. So it's okay. like WrestleMania one and two, three and four. I have a couple left. All right. Yeah, I have Survivor right. Series, a couple of the Survivor Series, ninety eight, ninety nine, I think, because those were never released on WWF DVD. Two yeah. Survivor Series two thousand was the first U.S. released WWF Survivor Series DVD. So when did those start to come out? 
Um, mid two thousands, pretty. Okay. I think around two thousand five. All uh, right. Pretty much around the time that we were getting kind of the WrestleMania box set stuff, which two thousand four, two thousand five. But again, those were all edited because the Panda people suing the WWF and them losing the rights to the F. They lost the F. Had to get the F out. Yeah, I was wondering also, what was it, uh, like a pay-per-view type channel where you could like order it or pay for is like the WWF Classics Classic, or something? Classics on demand, yeah. Yeah, I remember that too. Did was you have it? it? Um, I think it was like, I don't know, there was like a trial or something and yeah. with a with a new Comcast subscription and you got this for free. And I'm like, yeah, I'll take it. Like you could pick whatever you wanted. And like I'm the wrestling nerd. I'm like, yeah, I'll take the wrestling one. <laughs> and my wife at the time, she's like, wrestling? I'm like, come on. What else do you want? What else do you want? HBO? Get that garbage Get out, out of here. here. We already seen Sopranos. Steve Hoker. Our friend Steve Hoker, who loves sending me Bret Hart memes. Thanks for those, Steve. He says, when Jack started the real scan technology, that could even count as a game changer for all action figures, not just wrestling. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I kind of wasn't in collecting figures at this time when the real scan came out. Do you remember it? I remember seeing it, but at the same time, I didn't like the like the bodies. The the I mean, okay. some, some of the faces just look terrible, but then some of them yeah. look really good. I think one of them that looked really good was like a, a Saturn. Um, a Perry Saturn, yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, some of them look really good, but I think for the most part, I went I went to a buddy's house, and he collected so many figures. Uh, he had, I don't know, like display cases. Like, you go to the jewelry store, they got the glass cases. Mm-hmm. So, you know, he, he went to different stores and, you know, their fixture sales and out of business and stuff like that would buy it. And he put so much of this stuff and had stuff like with thumbtacks on his walls. <laughs> like, it was ridiculous. And he was a dad and, you know, it was just like his little house and it's like just wrestling stuff all over the living room. Yeah, what would that be like? I don't know anything well, about I, that. I, I Being mean, a dad having a bunch of no, wrestling no, I'm just saying, I'm, You just kind of confide it downstairs, you know, but this is like his living room and mm-hmm. like it was all over, like... I don't know. It was kind of crazy, but then, you know, most of the stuff was Jack's and, um, I know the, the, the conversation of the wrestling stuff, cause I gave him a tip on, uh, um, it was a rock elite. I think he was, uh-huh. uh, with the guitar and all that kind of stuff. It was at a target out by, it, it was a, it was in a target that was kind of, um, off the main highway where, not many people shop there. Um, okay. So, so you got I, the insider thing. Yes, yeah, sure. so I showed him and, you know, I picked it up for him, went over there and, you know, we were having a conversation about wrestling figures. I was looking at it and, you know, I'm like, oh, that looks really cool. And I don't know. I just look at the bodies. I'm looking at the elites at the time too. I'm like, man, these uh, Mattel elites, those look better. Like the chests aren't so bulky and the arms, all that kind of stuff. And I don't know. I just have my opinion on it. So I hear you. And the... Going forward, though, like Mr. Hoker has said, the technology going forward, like that initial thing, mm-hmm. definitely did make things yeah. crazy. However, now, like face scan, like the real scan, sometimes it's awesome, like the true effects or whatever, and sometimes yeah. it sucks. It's 50 50. Sometimes the scans are amazing, and then sometimes we get Bret Hart scans. We're like, what are you guys doing? <laughs> yeah, I saw the the newest Bret Hart where his hairline is all the way at the back. He's got, of his five, head. He's got a five head. God damn, can't they get him right? Yeah, you know, I thought I had a good forehead, but they fucked it up. I hate Mattel. Pieces of shit. They all fuck it up. <laughs> Just like Ric Flair can't wrestle. Wait, what are you talking about, Bret Hart? Ric Flair's a piece of shit. <laughs> yeah, he's a piece of shit. He divorced his wife and fuck him. He's friends with Hulk Hogan. I hate him. <laughs> fuck him. Jesus. <laughs> this is this is an uncensored version. Yeah, it's what it is, man. 
All right, Rad Chad, this is something that I can kind of relate to. He said, uh, depending on my age, a multitude of things, coloring books, mm-hmm. comics, magazines, video games, Hasbro's, VHS, DVDs. For me, anything I could physically uh, obtain, I'd 100% obsess over them. So stuff like the coloring books, yeah, that's a big deal. Because you remember, I think I had a couple. Of the, I had one of the coloring books for sure where we'd be at a Kmart or wherever, uh-huh. And you'd Kmart. be scanning the thing. You'd be like, holy shit, there's a wrestling WWF coloring book. Like, you know, like, it was like WWF Superstars, like Hogan to be on the cover. Mm-hmm. And do, like, you, do you remember those? They're probably 11 by 17, but they were like the fuzzy yes. velour with, yes. the, with the markers. Yeah. And I remember they had different stacks on like in an aisle. Holy whatever. shit, the so, fuzzy mark? Yeah, I haven't thought of that so, in uh, decades. So, <clears throat> so there was like Hello Kitty, Barbie, yeah. uh, Monster Trucks, Bigfoot, and all that kind of, you know, all that cool stuff from the 90s. <laughs> mm-hmm. And I saw the Ultimate Warrior one. I'm like, holy crap, this is awesome. And I don't remember how old I was, maybe 10 years old, 11 and I'm like, Mom, can I get this? And she's like, no. It, it was like $7. <laughs> like, I guess that was expensive for that. I'm like, oh, but I really want it. And then I kind of got my sister to ask for like, you know, like a Barbie one or Cabbage Patch one, whichever one they had. So my sister got one. And she's like, okay, you can have one too. I'm like, all right. <laughs> but I remember I was just so excited to see like the Ultimate Warrior and like the fuzzy velour uh, velvet, crushed velvet type of uh, What is that things. called? So I could look it up on eBay and buy one right now. I think it's, <laughs> I think it's fuzzy velvet. Or uh, Warrior Fuzzy. Let's look up Fuzzy. Yeah. Fuzzy Warrior. <laughs> no no matches. Oh, man. I mean, there's coloring books and all that. Yeah. But yeah, but back to what the original thing, what Chad said, it, the coloring books were always cool because, the obviously not the fancy fuzzy ones, but just the regular books. Yeah. They're like a buck or two. Right. So what, it was an easy, yeah, you can have this, mm-hmm. and when we go to your grandma's house, you can shut up and color and leave me alone type of thing. Yeah. So I wish I still had those. I'd be coloring like crazy right you now. You can still buy them, I think. They're expensive. For non-colored ones, I should say. Yeah. Because like, who kept a coloring book and didn't color in it? I don't know. Some psycho. <laughs> so <laughs> I really want to buy it off 30-year-old man. He's like, oh, this will be worth something someday. Yeah. And there he is, hocking them on eBay for 80 bucks. Hey, I, I, they're worth it. But those are awesome. So, And again, back to his thing, like obsessing over anything. Wrestling product. Like, that, that is a big deal. Yeah. I mean, uh, now the, it's the easy. whole WWF machine was insane. It was like, and this is pre-attitude era, right? It was mm-hmm. just like... Coloring. You even had like tray tables, lunch boxes, uh, party supplies, um, video games, toys. It was just ridiculous. Keychains, <laughs> like bicycle license plates. <laughs> yeah. Like, like whoever was in charge of marketing, it was was I don't know. They did their job. It was awesome. Yeah, uh, I think Soda Hunter. Some of this one I can't tell. It's cut off, but air um, fresheners. I had an air freshener. <laughs> <laughs> you had to, from Spencer Gifts. The Jack's Classics, uh, we, we're going to talk about later, but he says, uh, the NWO is a huge game changer as, as it brought me back in. The biggest thing to me, though, was the dirt sheets. Once I found those out, wrestling gained and lost a lot at the same time. Mm-hmm. And that, basically when that went online, like WrestleZone.com and like Wrestling Scoops, I would go, and I remember in high school, sophomore, freshman year of high school, you could, instead of going to homeroom, you can go to the library. Yeah. So I would always do that to go to wrestling website. Use a, use a computer lab? Hell yeah. And that's yeah. that was my thing to do is go figure out the latest wrestling news. And it's a good point about it. It makes it better and it ruins it at the same time. You know? Because you want to know, but you don't want to what, know. Um, like what, was, like, what were the dirt sheets online? 
there's WrestleZone.com, which is still a thing. There was called like SES Scoops or something. Uh, basically, what they did is they took the Meltzer newsletter and just put it on their own website oh, okay. and just like stole his stuff uh-huh. so, or the Wade Keller thing. But yeah, that was a that was a big deal. I think the one of the first times I found out about that. You remember Web TV? Yeah. So for those who don't remember this, uh, the it was f- the internet for people who didn't want to buy a computer. Basically, they put a modem and was plugged that like it into by, your, by Philips it, or something. Whoever it was, yeah, 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 and they plugged it into your television, mm-hmm. and you could surf the web on your TV. You could email. <laughs> yeah, you could exactly. email just like the, the new generation, but you don't need a computer. We web, were at web TV. In the mall, we went to Sears, yeah. and the guy must have been bored. He uh-huh. nothing to do. We went to the mall in junior high, and he's like, we were like playing with it. The guy's like, oh, let me show you how this works. We're like, yeah. He's like, what do you want to see? We're like, wrestling websites. He's like, mm-hmm. okay, let me show you some right now. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah, man. It's I, it, was, it was a thing. Titties. No, wrestling websites. <laughs> what do you young teens want to see? Titties. <laughs> in retrospect, probably should have asked to see porn. Yeah. We said no, wrestling websites. <laughs> we want to see oiled up men in underwear. Let's go. Let's do it. Uh, another one. Derek Reed sent this in, finding out about shoot interviews, which is another thing where shoot interviews, I didn't really know about too much until YouTube days. Mm-hmm. Like yeah. I, I knew about them, but I didn't own any DVDs or anything like that. Uh, I ended up downloading a few off of like Kazaa and LimeWire or bear share, you know, those torrent sites that gave yeah. you computer, computer aids mm-hmm. if you downloaded stuff off of there. Right. So that's where I found a few of them. Um, he also said Mick Foley's autobiography got a lot of press and a lot of more wrestlers want to tell their story. Mick Foley's wrestling book was the first one I remember being like a thing at all. I'm sure there was more before that, but to me, that was the first one I ever heard of. That's the first one I ever bought. It was did have, you actually have a buy nice it? day. Yeah, I did buy it. I have a nice day, and I think after that, I'm like, oh, I really like these wrestling autobiographies. Yeah. And Goldberg had one called Who's Next. I didn't really like that one. Mm-hmm. It wasn't as good as McFoley's, so I kind of stopped with the <laughs> with the reading of the books. But then I picked up McFoley's uh, next one, and I'm like, man, these are pretty good. Like, that's because he actually writes them. Yeah, and it just kind of changed the way like you see the business itself, and it's like you know you see the TV part, the kayfabe, and all that, and even though you know it's fake, even though you know that may not be their real names, it's just like you hear these stories and like the backstage stuff. I'm like, man, like that was, it felt like um, it was more of an insider deal when you were reading these books. Mm-hmm. Uh, Big Woody style says streaming services, mm-hmm. of course, waiting f- however long. To watch to see a show after it's done until hours later, and being able to see all this old stuff, yeah, you know everyone knows about Peacock, <clears throat> WWE Network, but Impact Wrestling as a streaming service. If you want to watch old TNA stuff, ROH has on-demand stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, so there's there's plenty of Fight TV has a lot of indie stuff. So if you want to watch wrestling right now, it's really easy, no matter what kind of wrestling you want to watch. So. I loved early Netflix. Like, I mean, you could do the DVDs and yes. at the same time, but it had a lot of wrestling stuff on there. I'm like, oh, this is pretty cool, like the streaming part of it. Um, but when the network came around, obviously they pulled those from Netflix. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, that was that was one of my big watches on Netflix is like the Road Warriors documentary or the Bushwhackers, mm-hmm. not the Bushwhackers, um, Nasty Boys. No, no, no. ECW, uh, Dudley Boys, that's what it was. But just watching all those, like, Triple H and Mankind and that kind of stuff, I'm like, oh, this is fun. I was burning DVDs from the mail service of (laughs) those WrestleManias. So so was I. For sure. Because I remember there was that WrestleMania uh, box set. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, man, there's going to be a Royal Rumble one? I just, I don't know where I heard that from. So as soon as, like, 
you know, I heard that. I'm like, oh, I got to have all the Royal Rumble. So then I start renting them and burning them. <laughs> Hell yeah, man. You got to. You got to. Uh, Jeff Springer says, not for me personally, but I'd say recl- replica belts change the game for fans who love them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I remember those, like, seeing those in the catalog, I mean, like, in, like, the wrestling magazine, like, wrestlingsuperstore.net. Yeah. Like, oh, my God, I could buy a belt for $179. Like, this is crazy. <laughs> yeah. Never did, but. No. It'd be a steal in retrospect. Yeah, was it uh, just replay with the local buy, tr- buy, sell, trade movies? Yeah. Stuff, just anything you Pop, want, really. Yeah. Pop culture, right. Um, and they had the Jack's Classic uh, or the Jack Specific WWE one, which I think Toys R Us had. And it was when it, when it was going out of business, it was down. They to did. Like, yeah. Which one do they have? Which belt? Um, it's the W. It's the WWE logo one, like the W. So how is that a Jack Specific one? That's the, they the made network it. logo, the big one, the big yeah. W. Yeah. But I remember oh, when I saw. Okay. Oh, I see the Toys R Us. Yeah, yeah, the Toys yeah. R Us one. Yeah, yeah. So okay, I okay, okay. Toys R Us. I'm like, oh man, I'm gonna wait for it go, to go down because yeah, there me was too. Like twenty of them, and it was like ninety nine dollars. I'm like, I'll wait till it goes out like seventy nine or sixty, and I'll pick it up. But you know, by that time, it was already gone. So when I was at Dis Replay a couple of weeks ago, I saw it there, and it was like ninety nine dollars. Like, hmm, should I buy this? Because <laughs> you know, I kind of want it, but then I'm like, if I'm gonna put a hundred dollars into it, I might as well put two hundred in to get like a better one. But yeah, that one's plastic. You might as well get the metal one. Like, yeah. just wait till there's a sale because. That network logo one was on sale all the time. You get it for like two twenty or something mm-hmm. like that. So I yeah. wouldn't do that. But then I'm thinking I want the winged eagle, and I don't know. Let me tell just, you. just the idea that I missed out on the clearance at Toys R Us, maybe, and I saw it again. I'm like, man, I really want it. But then I'm like, nah. You know, you you, you go with your first instinct of like, oh yeah, I really want it. But like, do I? <laughs> yeah, I hear you. Definitely hear you on that. Uh, Ring skirts talked about Raw, the weekly weekly wrestling show. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Pretty awesome. Uh, for that so we'll 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 get started that was the last one so not to gloss over nate's couple ones but let's just get started by the way thank you everyone for saying those in that, that was awesome thanks for giving us another half an hour to talk about before we get to the actual all right meat of our show so thank yeah, you everybody. look at us 30 minutes in having a good old time so you want to talk about raw being the game changer monday night raw being the <clears throat> deal yeah why not i mean i, I it was I was primetime for a while, and then when I heard the new show coming out, I'm like, oh, I got to watch it. I didn't I didn't understand what it was going to be. Even the first couple episodes, I was like, all right, so is this going to be like kind of a crazy show every week? Is it going to be like skits like they did with Bobby Heenan? Yeah. Because we're used to the syndication superstar shows, and we're used to primetime mm-hmm. where there's people talking and they'll hear some matches from, you know, from ta- TV tapings. Yeah. I remember being kind of upset that primetime was going away. But the fact there was something new coming made me like, okay, I'm in. Like, I'm very excited for it. Yeah, I, w- I was disappointed, too, because I liked, you, know, you got used to the setup. You got used to, like, the, the stage setup and, and how, just how it worked. Like, yeah. I'm going to, you know, why are they changing it? Yeah, what the hell, WWF? Yeah. And then what was a Hammerstein ballroom they were in? No, the Manhattan Center. Manhattan Center. Yeah, that's right. It was it definitely was unique and looked different, different than anything I've ever seen before on mm-hmm. TV because we used these big arenas for these massive tapings, and I definitely say it was a game changer. Um, but the, but the matches were in the same building. I'm like, oh, this is kind of cool. And then the, and, the, the, the kind of different stars would come out, and I mean, yeah. I mentioned it before, but like one, two, three, kid. I remember seeing him on some global. Uh, ESPN wrestling mm-hmm. show. So, you know, I was kind of familiar with some of these newer guys and, you know, new generation. I'm like, oh, wow, this is this is different. Yeah, and it also led to, obviously, the Monday Night Wars and, and all that stuff, which is, of course, goes without saying game-changing, but I think Nate's point 
we're talking about just the fact that there's a weekly, mm-hmm. mostly live wrestling show on every week. Yeah. Was just insane because even the Saturday night's main events were usually live and all that. So it's, and the only thing live was pay per views. So getting to see something live. And as a kid, I didn't really comprehend how big of a deal being live was. But as an older fan, I can definitely feel being pumped about that. Yeah, I just go back. I could hear. I could hear that intro. The sirens going. That's right. I love it. I'm even seeing like a video game montage of it. You know, where they had the Monday Night Raw. You had a video game as your game changers. Let's talk about one of your video game topics that you want to talk about with being a game changer thing so i mean you grow up as a wrestling fan i mean one of the big things you want to do is you want to you want to play the characters you want to make your own matches and you could do that with toys you know you could do it with video games because you know the nintendo um sega and all that kind of stuff was kind of hot and you're like okay so i mean there was like wwf superstars um uh, wcw um, there was well there was wwf wrestlemania there was wrestlemania challenge there was Super WrestleMania. Yeah. WCW made events, WCW yes. wrestling, and I mean, that Royal kind of Rumble. stuff was cool. Yeah. Uh, but then, like, as the Monday Night Wars were going on, too, like, WCW was getting more popular, and the Ric Flair, and the Sting, and the Sting. <laughs> what are you, <laughs> you Bret know? Hart? Yeah, like... The Sting? The, the I st- mean, just those characters are becoming more popular and cooler, and it's like, now it's like a rivalry, and it just... Then I started looking at WCW again because the, the original WCW games were kind of lame and they, they just seemed mm-hmm. like copies of, of WWF. But, geez, like 1997, I remember I had a PlayStation. I had buddies over and, you know, I'm like, oh, I'm going to buy this game. And it was WCW versus the world. Yes. And that was a PlayStation you know, before N64 came out. Not N64, but the N64 game. So we were playing it. I just like the game style of it. Like, it's kind of easy. You start off with a punch or a kick or a grapple, like the WrestleMania games. And then depending on the strength, and you could throw them in the ropes. And it was kind of like an easy style to get. You know, you get out of the range. Yeah, yeah, it was more, it wasn't. It was like a 3D because the camera, yeah, exactly. camera would playing. change yeah. too. Yeah. And yeah. I didn't realize it was based off of the, um, uh, what was it called? The, the virtual pro wrestling. Yep. So I really like that style of it. And I'm looking at it and it just changed the way of like 32-bit games. Because like I said, the 3D part of it and... Um, and it's just AKI, um, Asmic Ace, THQ, like that was the whole team like behind this stuff. I'm mm-hmm. like, oh, this is pretty cool. And then like later that year, N64 came out as WCW versus the world. And it was just like, oh, man, it got a little bit better. It wasn't so like choppy. As yeah, far WCW as, like, versus NWL for N64. Yeah. No, that world was Tour. WCW versus the world. No, WCW versus the world was for PlayStation. WCW oh, NWL, right, right. NWL right. World Tour was That's the first right. N64 game. But for, the but the depth of the the wrestlers was pretty cool too because yeah I mean I, I think it was a sixty man roster on the first one and then um, not only the the Monday Night Wars but then THQ abandoned PlayStation <laughs> and then they went mm-hmm. in, all in on N sixty four coming out with uh, what you said the WCW NWO uh, World Tour and the Revenge dude Revenge was it was ama- the shit. It's still it's my favorite wrestling video game of all yeah. time still to this day but it's so simple. But so good, it you is. know. I don't get how they haven't made that game just with better graphics. They just haven't done it. They can't do it. I don't know why. The closest I've got to it was um, WWF or WWE WrestleMania Legends of WrestleMania. So yeah, I, I've mentioned but that, that before. A- but I mean, if you go back to this, this was like revolutionary 
Yeah. Like these so games. many wrestlers. And in Revenge, you could customize their outfits. You could put like, you know, you could put Goldberg's gear on Hulk Hogan and you mm-hmm. could put, you can change their names and all that stuff too. And we, I remember we would put uh, Kevin Nash to make him look like The Undertaker. <laughs> we would call, yeah. it's just, you know, it's just crazy what you can do. And there was, a, the roster was deep and they had so many like um, fictional wrestlers, quote unquote, but they Aki were Man? real. Yeah. Aki Man, sure. But they had leagues like WCW, NWO, Dead or Alive, Independent Union, and you could have these rivalries, and you could just do your own thing. And and, and uh, there were four port controllers, so you could play with four friends and do tag teams, Royal Rum or Battle Royals, and I mean, just everything was just so much fun about it. Mm-hmm. And man, and I just, course, I, it went into WWF when WWF eventually got it because I was a PlayStation kid, mm-hmm. and I had to convince myself that Warzone and Attitude were better they than those games, but they, they weren't. weren't. <laughs> no, not no, even close. No. Not even close. But I played the shit out of those games for a, from acclaim, mm-hmm. but the Revenge, and then when WrestleMania 2000 came out, also awesome. No Mercy's great, but it's just, they're all they're all just awesome, amazing yeah. games. So this whole time, it, it's, in every release here, I'm looking forward to like the next release. You're reading the magazines, like the yeah. preview issues. So they go, they go from, well, you got the Monday Night War, so you got uh, THQ and Acclaim. They're like, you know, the WCW and uh, WWF, right? Acclaim's doing WWF games. Yeah. So they go from PlayStation N64, then they just, uh, WWF just buys the rights for THQ, then they get the whole engine for mm-hmm. uh, WWF 2000, WrestleMania 2000. It's like, it's kind of cool, because like, oh, okay, I could see the uh, WWF wrestlers in this um, style format, but it just mm-hmm. wasn't as good because I think the shine kind of wore off, because just Revenge was so, like, awesome. Yeah, And that's definitely. like the same thing as Revenge, but then you get a little bit more gameplay, but, you know, it just wasn't as cool, but it was still nice to, you know, Play Jericho and you know all those other guys in in the WWF WrestleMania. Yeah, Stone Cold Steve Austin, and Vince mm-hmm. McMahon, and, and all those people. Definitely, definitely. Big show. <laughs> yeah, you got to choke slam everybody. You yeah, gotta get, got to choke slam them for sure. But definitely a, a moment and a game changing thing for wrestling fans. Uh, one I had was WWF home video on VHS Attitude mm-hmm. Era stuff, and we've talked about it before ad nauseum just kind of how important wrestling tapes are and everything to me but the specifically wwf home video was a big deal because you could find them in stores you yeah. couldn't around here i couldn't buy a coliseum video anywhere i didn't know where to go to get one and there was no local video store by me selling them but these wwf home videos these pay-per-views these uh little biographies like stone cold said so on the dx tape and austin 316 uncensored and and uh, the best of wrestlemania best of all this stuff and then the pay-per-views, you go to my Suncoast video or my Best Buy, <laughs> right. 10 bucks, 15 bucks, and pick that stuff up. You know, I'd use my Christmas money or whatever to buy it. And I would just watch these tapes like crazy. And just being able to go somewhere without having put any really minimal effort in to buy it. And then that, that's yours forever now. You don't got to worry about renting it or anything like that. It's your tape. Yeah. You can pop it in whenever you want. It was a, it was a damn big deal when WWF Home Video came around from VHS for everybody. That is a big deal, because then it's yours and you can watch it whenever you want. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Did you buy these uh, these tapes? The DX tape. I could see you being a DX tape guy. Um, I think I still. Well, I was still more in the WC the WCW. Jeez, what's wrong with me? <laughs> Nothing. You're just turning to Bret Hart. Yeah, uh, I think the one that I bought was I did. I did buy a Stone Cold one. I bought the 
NWO, the, like the story of the NWO from the but Hollywood the, and the Wolfpack and all that yeah. kind of stuff with Scott Norton and Conan on the front with Hogan and, <laughs> you know, everybody else. Yeah. But I, I specifically remember, like, the B team was on there, too. <laughs> yeah. Lex Luger's on there. And this red hey, flag. Lex Luger's no B team nowhere, pal. <laughs> uh, remember, he got, you, you tried to unbook Lex Luger off our old fantasy card and he got on the main card hey man, pay-per-view hey man it, it was a it was a hot ticket it was <laughs> he, he would ticket he would have uh you know packed the house he's gonna be, be torture racking everybody yes so that's one of mine uh being able to buy these wrestling home video tapes and have them whenever you want yeah. big deal what do you got another one what do you got um yeah one of the things that we, we talked about this before too but uh, I was on the tail end of LJNs, and to me, I liked them, but they were just kind of big, bulky, and rubbery, and I, I, I don't know. They were cool to have, because that was kind of the only wrestling, the WWF toy that was mm-hmm. there, but you know, as soon as Hasbro's came out, man, they were like half the size, they were harder, well, made of plastic, they were poseable, you know, with the arms, Action features. Action features, like Jake the DDT punch, which that didn't make sense to me, but whatever. Mm-hmm. <laughs> or the the snake punch. I forgot what mm-hmm. it was called. But, you know, they were so easy and addictive to collect because they started making so many of them. And, you know, they started off, I think. Five bucks. Yeah, yeah, under five bucks. I remember three ninety nine or two ninety nine, whatever they were. And it was like, man, this is cool. And it's just that WWF machine at the time was like pumping all this stuff out. I'm like, man, you get these. Then they got a ring and. I don't know. I just thought it was so cool. And then there's a series two, then a series three, then tag teams. Like, man, this is awesome. And, you know, I just kept buying them and buying them and buying them. And they were just fun to have. And if you could store them away, you could get like a, a little case for it and, you know, put mm-hmm. your 30, 40 figures in there. And I don't know. They were just, and I just compared them to the LA, LJNs. I remember I told you we'd go to Bo Ricks to get a haircut. Yeah. <laughs> there, there was a Roddy Piper in there. And I remember I was like into the Hasbros. I'm like, man, this is just so big. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, it was it was cool, and it was it just made being a wrestling fan more fun because you you could watch it and then you can reenact it and you could play with it and you know you got your friends and have matches or just play by yourself. It's I don't know, man. I, just, I, I miss being a kid. <laughs> yeah, I remember with those Hasbro. So the first time I saw them, one of our neighbors had them. He had the ring, mm-hmm. and he had like a Hulk Hogan and a Macho Man and a few other ones. And I went to his house and I was like, "Wait, what are these? Like, I had never seen them before." What are these? <laughs> and we were, and I remember we were playing in the ring. But it's kind of hard to play wrestling figures with someone else when you're both holding the figures. Yeah, you know, because you're just basically banging into each other. So after like a few mm-hmm. minutes, we realized, oh, okay, we just have to take turns. And <laughs> so yeah. that's what we ended up doing. And then eventually, I think we was like, okay, you could be the guy on the outside. We could do tag teams and all this stuff. Yeah, and just playing for you know hours with this kid in his room <laughs> just with this with the ring we'd use the flag as a weapon or make it uh like a flag match we didn't know what a flag match was like first person to capture the flag wins and and all that pretty soon after my mom just bought me a few one day mm-hmm. and like i, I might have been an easter basket it might have been a just uh here you can have these i also remember whenever i was sick like if I was like threw up or had the cold or the flu or something, I would always get like a little toy to yeah. make me feel better type Aww. of thing. And I still do that now with my kids. And I thought uh, you were gonna say I still do that now with Lauren. <laughs> <laughs> no, with me. When I, 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 got, I get a toy when I get sick. <laughs> when I get a bellyache, I just buy myself something. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I remember getting my first couple figures, and I think I had a Macho Man was my first one. And Macho King just, or Macho Man? It was Macho Man, and it was Orange that series trunks? one. Yes. All right, yeah, that's what I have. That, yeah, it was that series one one. So. Good point with the LJNs. I know a lot of people have nostalgia for them, but it feels like more people have nostalgia for the 
Hasbro's. Yeah. And the LJN ones are cool. But like another thing not to, that people don't talk about a lot is how much space they take up yeah. and how big they are. Mm-hmm. Now you could you could stack fifty Hasbro's and just on top of each other in the, in the Hasbro ring, right? You know, so it's it was. I, I I also was a little too young. I don't know if I ever saw the Hasbro's in the stores. Or rem- I'm sure I did, but I don't, I'm not sorry. The Hasbro's, the LJNs in the stores. Yeah, and I'm sure I did, but I don't remember it at all. And it also goes back to I mean, at the same at the time. I mean, for me, it was He-Man. So I had a lot of He-Man figures. And me too. He-Mans yeah. were like a little bit bigger, but they were the same size. Like you could you could throw a Ram Man or a Beast Man in, into your uh, Fisto? Van- fantasy fit. Yeah, Fisto riding it on a Strider horse. Which one was <laughs> the guy that was fuzzy? Mossman? Yes, I had Mossman, and I yeah. bought him in the bath one time, and that was the end of Mossman. <laughs> <laughs> I remember I got Mossman for Christmas, and just opening, Ooh, the, baby. opening the package, like it just had that like weird smell, like mm-hmm. a, a toxic <laughs> type of smell just came off the, <laughs> the flocked Mossman. I'm like, oh, man. And it's just one of those smells that like stuck with me over these years. Now that you bring up Mossman, you just brought back that smell. <laughs> The smell, yeah, but <laughs> yeah, back I, I, memories I, and smells. I think I was just accustomed to that size of figure and, and like Star Wars figures and like everything was small. And then yeah. comparing like the big giant L, rubber L, LJNs with you know they're either like flexing or whatever they're doing. You can't really do anything with it except like if they're flexing, maybe put them in like a neck breaker or something. But yeah, you can I mean, bang them into each other. They're durable. You yeah. bang the shit out of those things. They're not breaking. Smash, smash them into the walls and whip, whip them at your sister. Mm-hmm. Did you ever hit someone with one of those things? You feel like a guy that would whip it at your sister and get in trouble. Nope, never, never did no. that to my sister. No. Did you and your sister always get along growing up, or was it not till um, later? I guess we did get along, but you know, we would get aggravated with each other. She slammed doors and call me names, and you know, I'd, I'd punch her. <laughs> what would she call you? You know, just you know, insults, I'm childhood just... insults. <laughs> okay, like fuck face. It hurts too much to talk about. Okay, I understand. I understand. My older sister and I hated each other. Oh man! Um, but then now that we're adult, ever since we pretty much as we're adults, we both have kids. We're pretty close now. But yeah, we were not close growing up at all. I mean, we, it's, we I say that, but at the same time, there's pictures of us. <laughs> we're always together. You know? Yeah, that, that was forced pictures. Here, smile. Probably. Okay. Probably. Hi, I hate your I guts. Like, it's revenge now because what I torture my parents because my yeah. daughters just fight all the time now. So it's just like, oh, God. So t- really quick. Oh, this is off topic because that's what we do in the PBW. So tonight my girls were going to bed and I was downstairs. My wife was putting them to bed and my girls are six and three. And I heard them kind of arguing with each other because they, they push my wife more than me, like with trying to stay up later and all this stuff. So they're sharing a room now because that's a thing they've decided they want to do, which whatever. And uh, I went upstairs and I basically said, all right, you get both you girls right now. You just stop, you know, uh, arguing with each other and stop messing with your mom and start respecting your mom. If you don't, I'm coming up here and I'm cracking skulls, you know, (laughs) from the breakfast club. Yeah. Lauren laughed. The two girls started bawling. (laughs) Dad's going to crack our skulls. I was like, oh, God. The old double noggin knocker. Yes. <laughs> Give him the battering ram from the bushwhackers. <laughs> Take Lord's headbutt. Oh, man. You better so put, put on a show. I'm, I'm apparently a jerk, and i got to hope my daughter doesn't tell her teacher tomorrow that dad's cracking skulls because I'm going to get a <laughs> phone call from the police department or something. Yeah. 
like, no, 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 you've seen The Breakfast Club, right? Yeah, Breakfast Club. Yeah, bull by the horns, get it? Cracking skulls. Come on. Screws fall out all the time. The world's an imperfect place. Yeah, come on. All right, we got another game-changing moment from me. Yeah, what is it? This is the Jack's Classic Superstar line. Ooh. We Jack gets the license, Jack specific, then the real scan. But when those classic superstars came, they were way better. I wasn't even watching wrestling at the time, but like it was, it was a head turner at the mm-hmm. aisles. Yeah, like you're walking, like wait, what, Mister Perfect? What is this? And Jesse, the body of a wait, Andre the Giant? It was, and I didn't even collect them that much. I kind of did. We would, my friends and I would buy them for each other as kind of gag gifts. Yeah, so like, I remember we used to watch wrestling, and we'd buy this for each other and secretly love it. Like, oh sweet, I got uh-huh. Mr. Perfect. <laughs> I wish I collected them more now. Like I, I made the conscious decision to not go back down that rabbit hole of collecting these yeah. because it's just too much. I had a few. Um, I had the I had the Nature Boy. I think I had um, the heck was it? It was a Jake Roberts, but okay. Anyway, I had a couple of them, but you know, I, I didn't really totally get into them because I wasn't watching. I was just buying stuff because maybe they were on sale or maybe I just saw them. I'm like, oh, this is kind of cool for like nostalgic mm-hmm. reasons. Mm-hmm. But nothing nothing like I am right now with Mattel because it's like I have to see what's coming out in the next series and this, this, and that. And, you know, it's the last, what, six, seven years now. You know, it's just been Mattel and it's where I'm at. Hell yeah, man. It's They're so cool. Like the packaging is all uniform. Mm-hmm. The only thing that's lacking on is their belts. Their belts are kind of crappy that come with them, but everything else, like an ultimate warrior figure around that time when he was ostracized from the company, it's like, holy crap, this is a thing. And then the two packs and the three packs, even now they're, if you go into a vintage toy store or whatever, you see them, they're still worth a ton of money. And it's always cool when you see one extra minty in the box Mm -hmm. because. And they made so many different characters. Like I wish Mattel would have the licenses to do all the characters they did. Yep. They don't, though, because Jacks basically just were given, like, whoever you could sign, go ahead. Now they yeah. have a Legends contract and all that. So, yeah. yeah, it was just whoever they wanted. Like, give me an Abe knuckle, Knuckleball Schwartz here. Or, Here's a figure for you. Or, uh, there's awesome. a uh, Bastion Booger. I don't think there's a Bastion Booger. Oh, Jack. man. Where's the respect? Google him really quick. Bastion Booger, Jacks Classics. He's probably there. Man Tower? Is he out there? I'm not the Jacks expert. At all. Not me neither. But other people are. But either way, there is a Bastion Booger Jacks. Hey, <laughs> yeah. look at that. All right. It's about, it goes for about 100 bucks. What about uh, the, the Killer Bees? I'm sure they've got some. There is. There's Killer Bees set. Bullshit. All that stuff. Yep. Arn Anderson, Ric Flair. Lots of Ric Flairs. It was the Shawn Michaels, Bret Hart, Montreal Screwdrop 2-pack was a big mm-hmm. one to get. That was awesome. The Bret Hart Stone Cold 2-pack. Warrior Hogan, there's just the two packs was a big deal, you know. Loved yeah, them. loved those for sure. Another one that I want to talk about really quick with you mm-hmm. is this kind of goes back to the DVD thing I talked about, or I'm sorry, the VHS thing, but the wrestler kind of story biography DVD sets that came out when you would learn their two hour, two and a half hour documentary on Ricky yeah, the Dragon, Steamboat, right. or Stone Cold, or Bret Hart, or Shawn Michaels, you know, those were awesome. And they were. they're still awesome to watch. You learn their history, where they started, you know, who they were working for. And even old older 
well for me and you is like the older stuff is AWA and Mm -hmm. uh, things like that. It's like, I've heard of it and I've heard of, you know, Ganya and stuff like that. But when they're telling the stories and it's just going into more of behind the scenes of, of of those promotions and then Scott Hall and perfect and uh, midnight rockers and all that kind of stuff. Like, Oh, this is awesome. And then you, I don't know. You just feel like you're learning like you're at school. (laughs) Yeah. And the CM Punk one, Eddie Guerrero one and and all that. Yeah. I'm trying to think what my favorite one is. It's, CM Punk one's pretty great. His story, uh, the Kevin Owens one that came out, one of the last ones, is great. Okay, um, but they're all Eddie Guerrero. They're all good. I think the CM Punk one's probably gonna be my favorite one though, for yeah. sure. For, that, for, that's uh, that's the one I bought. So I, I remember <clears> getting that one in, on Netflix, and I even think I found it on the network before they went to Peacock. Was the yeah. Legion of Doom one? I really like that one. Yeah, the Road Warriors one. There's also one. It's called the True Story of WrestleMania. You yeah. ever seen that one? Yeah, I've had that. Th- that one's awesome. It's like just a regular. It's not a, not a superstar story, a wrestler story. It's the mm-hmm. whole WrestleMania story. Just the amount of people that are on that. You get kind of these like candid interviews, and you can't tell what's kayfabe and what's not. Another one I loved was the Monday Night War DVD, mm-hmm. the original one with Eric Bischoff and Vince on the cover. Rise and Fall I, of WCW. ECW. Hell yeah. The the Rise and Fall of ECW was a game that brought back a whole brand. It did. It really <laughs> How much did. it sold. And I remember it was the there was a rise and fall of not AWA. What was the other one? Like to Texas one? Oh, World Class. The yeah, Triumph and Tragedy of World Class. Yeah, so yep. I'm like, oh, the other ones were cool. I still I didn't really dig the the World Class one because it's depressing as hell. <laughs> Everybody dies. Yeah. The Four Horsemen one was great, except for Arn Anderson, who does all of his interviews in kayfabe, mm-hmm. which is just weird. Everyone, like no one told him, like no Arn, that's not the deal here. But it was th- those are those are awesome to see, and I still pop those on. Most of them are on Peacock, uh, but still, I, I grab the DVDs, and then they've got all the bonus matches, and they've got extra features on there, like interview segments and promos, and and all this other fun stuff on there. So they're they're pretty awesome to go back and watch. So pick up if you're at a Goodwill or a movie store that still sells DVDs, just grab them. They're like five bucks. Just have them in your collection. It's it's pretty sweet because you never know when Peacock's going to take them off yeah. or bring them on or whatever. Just right. go grab them. I highly recommend them all. What was the one that I liked a lot too? Not the. Uh, it was the the top. I think fifty like oh my god moments in mm-hmm. WWE. Yeah, yeah, those like, are fun. Just, yeah, the countdown shows, all that stuff. It's it's, it's great. Yeah. The Starcade, the Essential Collection. <laughs> That's terrible. <laughs> no, it's not. Because before the network, you weren't watching. Where are you going to watch Starcade matches? Right, I'm just saying that, you know, when I watched it on the network, it was pretty bad. Did you watch the documentary on it, the Starcade? I thought I did. Maybe I'm There's talking a documentary about the wrong on it. one. Maybe. It was good. I don't know what you're talking about. Well, I, I'm talking about the best of Starcade, like, where they're just doing the matches. Well, there is there is that, but there's also an hour documentary okay. on the history of Starcade as yeah, well. Yeah, that's, that's not the one I'm talking about. I'm talking about was like just the matches. I'm like, this kind of sucks. Just matches. <laughs> no, it's just matches. The Rick, oh, the Ric Flair one's great, too. The... The legacy collection, or whatever, where he's got mm-hmm. his whole story. It's good stuff. Did you have any other ones on your list? I don't think you did, but no, I, I have one of more. Co- of course, I do. What do you Come got? Come on, man. I mean, we're in the business of podcasting here, so I mean, I'm just going to go with this one: Colt Cabana, the art okay. of wrestling. Um, debuted probably around 2010, 2011, and just the 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 the, the trail he paved. Is that how it goes? Pave the trail, something like that, right? Sure. 
just how he brought it into the mainstream. And I remember coming across it. We were talking about podcasts, not that we were going to do one, but we were just talking about like, oh, I listen to this or I listen to this. And not a Mm -hmm. lot of people were doing podcasts. And it was up until this point when you when you would have a conversation with the wrestlers, more like the shoot interview stuff, like the RF video, the kayfabe commentary, Mm -hmm. Sean Oliver. Uh, Eric Gargiulo and, and that kind of stuff is like the snarky, bitter talents, like talking shit about their past things and you know, like Honky Tonk Man or Jim Cornette, Missy Hyatt and all that kind of stuff. And this was just uh, Colt, Colt Cabana with his friends, wrestling friends, and just sitting down, having a fun conversation, talking I'm just sidebar stuff and it's kind mm-hmm. of like what we do. And it was just so cool to kind of hear, I mean, it's everybody from the whole wrestling world. And at the time, you didn't need to get a special license or any type. permission, yeah. No, no permissions and stuff. So, he, I mean, he would talk to guys like uh, Kevin Steen, uh, Daniel Bryan, Natalia, Steve Austin, Jim Ross, and Cliff Compton, and Jay Lethal. It was like all these different wrestlers that, you know, I kind of was familiar with, with watching WCW, TNA. WWE and then some wrestlers I never heard of and I'm like oh okay well that sounds cool and then eventually you see him on a show and I don't know it's just a fun show he, he talked maybe 30 minutes to an hour and a half kind of you know kind of like what we do and it was just fun like to, it was refreshing I guess to, to hear these guys sharing good experiences and good stories and not trashing anybody and and kind of talking about how they grew up and you know how things were back in their day and I don't know it was just a lot of fun for me and uh huh I remember listening to a lot of those at work when I would have to do like data entry stuff. Yeah. You know, I would like download it onto my iPod before I had an iPhone uh-huh. or a smartphone. And that's where I listen to these podcasts. Like, okay, I know I have. And sometimes I would save up the stuff. Like I would see it's like, oh, he's got like four I want to listen to. Like I'm going to wait because I yeah. know <laughs> I have like a four hour day of just data entry all day. Yeah. So I'm just going to pop my headphones in and just, and just do this. And I remember I had a, jo- I had a job where... This wasn't my regular job, but they would part of our company. They would ask us to help, where we would do audits for companies, and we had to do a thing where we had to scan in packs of cigarettes, uh-huh. which like Phil Morris was a client of ours, and it's like the most boring thing in the world to yeah. do for like six so- hours. Sounds like it. But you put a podcast in with Colt Cabana talking to wrestlers for four hours. They shoot. Sure, it does. You're, it really no one's does. bothering you. It, look, you look forward to that kind of stuff. You and know? His whole it's, intro was like, boom, boom. It's Colt Cabana. Yeah. So sometimes. Upcoming events. <laughs> right. Mm-hmm. And then he's like in his studio apartment. But I just, everything was so fun. He was so likable. And, you know, I look forward to when he would release his stuff. And it just, it just like set the, like the blueprint pretty much for like what Conrad's doing. And he would get, he would, he, now he's doing live shows. He's got Bruce mm-hmm. Pritchard, Tony Schiavone, Jim Ross and all them guys. And, you know, I just felt like Colt Cabana was like the pioneer of all that. Um, I'm sure there was other podcasts before that and other areas, but nothing really like it that stood out as, as much to me as, as Colt Cabana and talking to the wide array of wrestling talents that he did. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's, it's pretty groundbreaking for sure. And goes right in line with our theme here of game changing mm-hmm. wrestling moments, not game changer wrestling, not GCW no. game changing right. moments in wrestling. The last one I have is when it was released WWF Full Metal the album mm-hmm. it was released on CD yeah before that if you wanted your wrestling theme songs you had to record them off your TV with your tape recorder or you had to sign up for the WWF fan club to get the theme cassette tape thing and even that was like three songs on each side but this is 96 it comes out 
So we've got, and it's got all your main event guys. It's got Shawn Michaels, Bret Hart, Undertaker, Diesel, Psycho Sid, Razor Ramon, and Jeff Jarrett. And then, of course, the Raw song. like So when you're playing with your figures, to have a CD boombox set up and to have entrance music? Yeah. It was freaking incredible that this came out and I had access to it. You know, it was it was amazing. I remember in my room... I'd be, I had a... You just queue it up. You're like, all right, let me set this up. You know, time is, time is paused. (laughs) Yeah, I had all the bone crunchers. I would have the mini ring guys, whatever it was. Mm -hmm. I, you know, I'm in, must have been 11, 12, whatever. Uh, It was 12 when this came out in 96. I must have been 12. And they can talk about this. I got this for my birthday. Like my mom and I went to Circuit City (laughs) and I had gotten a CD player. I wanted a CD player for my birthday, like a boom box. Yeah. So that was my big gift. So I asked mom, can I get a CD with this, you know, because that's kind of what it's for. And she's like, yeah, go pick one out. And, of course, I was like, are they going to have WWF? And they did. And I was like, oh, my God. I remember specifically not buying the cassette right away because knowing I was going to get a CD player for my birthday. Yeah. And, and, you, just, and you, did, was there more on the cassette, more music? No. Okay. You just had to flip the, flip the tape. Yeah, you don't want to fast forward and pause. You're just skipping <laughs> tracks, man. Yeah. And it was a big deal. And then, of course, everything else that came after that, Volume 2, Volume 3, Volume 4, and then all the bootleg version CDs that came out. <laughs> it was it was awesome. And it, to see that in my hands, kind of like when I get the WWF home video stuff, Yeah, just being able to access it was such a big deal. Did you have the full album CD? No, full I, metal? no I didn't. I was... Um, <sighs> 96. I mean, I was graduating. Yep. I think I was out of the, the, the toys and stuff like that by then. Toys? It's it's music. It's a CD. You could jam, but, you could jam the diesel blues in your car. <laughs> At the gym, put it in my dis, my uh, Panasonic disc player. 10-second skip. <laughs> skip. Anti-skip. Did yeah. that you, I had the Panasonic one, too. I didn't get, yeah, I didn't it get the Sony. Cool. It was better. Than the, I remember I like would tell my friends, like it's, it's actually better than the Sony one yeah. because of this anti-skip technology that Sony doesn't have, bro. Yeah, Sony shit. sucks. This, this, has just, got, this has got the anti-shock if I drop it. <laughs> it's got the, the the rubber casing on it. You did it? Yeah, mine was like like a blue and green one, and it came with cool headphones. Oh, look at you. You were jamming to the heart attack. Yeah, that's a, that's good uh, workout music. It is. Still is to this day. Got the, you been working out? Are you taking it easy now because it's too cold? That's too cold. And yeah. I, I feel like I'm just getting more of a workout, just like walking around eight to ten hours a day. So I come okay. home and I'm exhausted. I'm like, ah, the hell with it. Okay, I'll as work out you, tomorrow. <laughs> as long as you're not, uh, you know, eating just nothing but ice cream all day, you should be fine. Yeah, I'm fine. You're, 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 listen, fucker, I'm fine. Listen, <laughs> yeah, no, I'm, I'm good. <laughs> Did Maintaining you get any other my figure? Any other game changing moments? Yeah, I guess the only one I guess I got to mention is uh, Lucha Underground, and this just kind of I was thinking of like the end on Lucha Underground. Oh God, why? I better think of something else. Go ahead, go ahead. No, I'm just saying like the the cinematic style of um, yeah Robert Rodriguez and using the filters and presented it more like a telenovela, like a soap opera, instead of going to a wrestling match. You got your backstage interviewers doing all this stuff. Like that's kind of like the, the the blueprint for any wrestling show. 
um, you get your interviews in the back and you, whatever, and your attacks. But this was more of a soap opera where there was drama and there was, you know, wrestlers walking into the offices and, you know, mm-hmm. walking in on each other. And, and it, I don't know, it was really cool how he did it. And it was more movie style. And well, like I said, cinematic. And I, I was thinking about the, um, the AEW cinematic stuff and, the Hardy stuff and uh, Bray Wyatt and those cinematic matches. But I mean, this was a cinematic show, which had a, like an ongoing storyline. And the, the fact that it was a season, you know, 39, 40 episodes, and that was your season one. And it was just kind of cool to see all the different storylines play out. And, you know, you know, Pentagon's my favorite in AEW. I loved him, you know, going back to Lucha Underground. I think one of the best stories, you know, from that came from the cinematic storytelling where, Pentagon had his uh, unknown master where he was breaking arms and sacrifices. And at the end of it, it, it turns out that his last match is against Vampiro and he beats up Vampiro and all that stuff. And Vampiro comes out and says, you know, I'm the master. This was the, this was the true test. And spoiler alert for anyone that wants to well, watch Lucha Underground. This is from 2015, <laughs> but I mean, it was just really innovative. So it was kind of cool. And it set the precedent for other cinematic style matches that came afterwards. Mm-hmm. Well, I think that is a good point as far as, because <laughs> I was ready to shit all over it, but I think it's a good point with the, because of what the pandemic forced us to do as wrestling mm-hmm. fans and as companies, them kind of having the blueprint for it worked. Yeah, I think it did. Yeah. So that's that's the end of this, huh? <laughs> I think so. I'm trying to think of anything else. Oh, I, you know what? It's a game changer's freaking paint pens. Let's think. Talk about paint pens, man. For autographs. Yeah. Before that, we're, we're using sharpies like a bunch of fools. But these paint pens now, they <laughs> pop. Yeah, they do. They got the bright colors. You can get the fluorescence. You can get the pastels. Yeah, you got to make sure that they don't push down too hard. You got to prep it. You got to shake it. You don't the, give it to the barbarian. We call that getting barbarian. That's exactly. Your paint pen explodes. It's called getting barbarian. <laughs> he pushes the damn thing so hard. He breaks it. <laughs> you got he, your your videotapes leaking like it's a stuck pig. I know. I'm just I'm just looking. I'm just laughing. Like, all right, whatever, man. Just just come on. <laughs> the Brutus Beefcake or Ed Leslie. You want this Bruiser Taskmaster? Fucking Taskmaster, man. What are we doing here? <laughs> or not Taskmaster? Zodiac. Zodiac. Yeah, Zodiac. So. Taskmaster came up, came back drunk. Remember, he left to get like six beers and came back with two double fist and a beer. Yeah, he was his eyes were bloodshot. <laughs> Him and Bischoff were doing shots at the bar. Oh, were they? I don't know. I assume so. Yeah, why not? Sorry. Catching up, I, oh, talking man, about I good s- times, talking about the White Castle of Doom. Fingers crossed, star co- fingers crossed, crossed, star cast comes back this September, man. Fingers crossed, it comes. Yeah, that's a, that was a game changer, right? <laughs> yeah, Starcast? it was. Well, it, I mean, the wrestling cons are nothing new. So it wasn't really a game changer, but it was it was fun. Yeah. <laughs> I'll give them that. So, all right, I think that'll wrap it up uh, for this week's show, which was fun, mm-hmm. and I really appreciate everybody submitting all the stuff over to us and basically making the show more fun because the more fun everyone interacts and everyone participates. And thanks to Greg for sending over that story about sneaking into a wrestling ring because that was amazing. <laughs> And hitting and bouncing, bouncing the ropes. Get, <laughs> Just hitting he, the he would, ropes. He had to get his shit in <laughs> before the yeah. match. Before the matches. So, mm-hmm. lots of thanks for sharing it. And thanks to all of our our friends and supporters. Thanks to our podcast buddies. Uh, thanks to the our friends of the Our Vantage Point Retro Wrestling Podcast. Follow them and subscribe to their Patreon. I'm a proud patron of the Our Vantage Point Podcast. Subscribe to them for retro wrestling fun. 
Subscribe to our friends Fully Posable, Scott and Jeff, the longest reigning wrestling figure podcast going. I always love, Jeff and I will text each other, one, lots of inappropriate memes, which is great, but we'll always text each other like a random thing about each other's show. And I'm curious what he'll text me about this week. So I'm looking for it. He, he texts me about figuring out if we're going to go to freaking WrestleMania weekend or not. That's what you can text me about this week, Jeff. So follow them, <laughs> Scott and Jeff, at Fully Posable. Uh, for all your wrestling figure fun and information, follow Eric and Barry at the Doing the Favor podcast at Doing the Favor. Do a sports show, a collecting show. They've got Eric, who's always got his hot takes on sports, and uh, uh, Barry, who's on the walking encyclopedia of random wrestling knowledge. Follow them at Doing the Favor. Uh, Daniel Spencer, friends of the Ringside podcast. I guess I got to go to Meanie Week, and he's got a t-shirt waiting for me. So he's the Impact Wrestling referee. So follow them at Ringside Podcast. Another podcast I was on a few months back, the Apron Bump, Horace Part of the Ring podcast. Follow them at Apron Bump. Uh, then follow our friends, the Breaker and Bane Power Hour. Also, Breaker Side Project, you know it's fake, right? Uh, Justin Summers and friends over at the Wrestling Cheers podcast. Lee at the Raw's Nitro podcast, who is, we got him and I got to do a show again soon. We're going to do a wrestling movie. It's generally what we'll do. So we'll, we'll do something soon. And then uh, I think that's it for the podcast buddies and shout outs but uh, thank you everyone for participating this week and thanks for all your support along the way and eric thanks for jumping on and yeah no problem. as always being the co-host with the mostest yeah that's right that's I'm me doing it. Want anything fun this weekend planned for you um no working working yeah just work you got the day off for that AEW pay-per-view i hope yeah, I do. I think that's my weekend off. I told you there's uh, three managers at my store. so we, Nice. We rotate weekends, and I think that's well, my weekend good. off. Well, then you can come to my St. Baldrick's thing, too, that Saturday well, before. We'll see about that. I don't care if you come or not. There's going to be hey. beer out there. <laughs> I'm going to be there drinking beer. I don't care if you come. I don't care if you come. Bring, bring I'm going to be drunk. <laughs> bring your fiance and her family, or I'm bring a, your mom and dad. Bring your dad. He seems he's like you have a good time. Is your would. dad Irish or your mom Irish? Which uh, one's my, Irish? My mom's Irish. Bring your mom. There you go. All right. I'll tell, bring I guess her, I should, bring her up to I, Gaelic Park. Oh, Sanchez. There you go. <laughs> Sanchez go bra. So, there we go. Yeah. Check. Uh, uh, it'll be fun. Come on out. Everyone else, thank you for listening. Eric, thanks for coming on. Have a good weekend, everyone, and we will see you next week. <laughs>